everyone. Welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm AJ Elker, joined here with my co-host Doug Coleman, and uh, we're going to have some uh, good discussions today. How's it going, Doug? It's going really good. We're going to have a long one tonight. It's <laughs> it's going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, how about you fill in the listeners on what you have in mind? Um, I think what we're going to do tonight is talk about some anime, talk about a little bit of a uh, little bit of a top ten list, maybe. Um, Ooh. Not in any specific order. Uh, that's just a little too too brash. Oh, so absolutely. Just nerding out. As per usual. <laughs> yep, as usual, you know. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah, I really like the idea of a top ten. It's funny that you said no particular order. Um, Alright, so do you have any shows you'd want to throw out there? Well, hold on. Let me make sure that the shows I'm going to throw out there aren't on your list. We aren't doubling? Yeah, in fact, I know one that isn't. Um, let's go down the road of Dragon Crisis, because this is like, this was a couple years ago, and I remember when it first came out, you were the guy who got me into it, and at first I was skeptical, like, with most anime, but this show was, like, surprisingly fun and really enjoyable. What, like, what do you remember, recall from that? Um, well, the story's pretty much just about, uh, I can't remember the main character's name. Oh, um, it was uh, Ryuji, I think. Ryuji? Yeah, All Ryuji. Right. Well, Ryuji is the child of, like, treasure collectors. Yeah. And uh, there's, like, a rating, like, a scale system for treasures or something, like, different <laughs> class levels. And uh, he is, you can sync up to these weapons and stuff. And he was synced to something called, like, the Dragon's Fang. And that was, like, a class S type item. But, um, yeah, so basically he just, he finds a dragon. Yeah, so, like, what's going on is, it's like, the show starts out, well, first of all, the intro is fucking ridiculous. I think I'm gonna, like, splice some of the music in here. It is one of the best anime intros that there is out there. Like, the song itself fits everything. It's amazing. <laughs> just gets you amped up for the episode like i can't deny that shit was like oh shit what am i watching but uh that was interesting but uh so like the i think in the first episode though you're introduced to this character ryuji and then his cousin like his second cousin which is a female she like all of a sudden comes back into his life and like gets him caught up in some mischief and they end up uh they, like, go get one of these items that are called Lost Preciouses. Like, I don't know if they're, like, that reminds me of Gollum for some reason. I have no idea. Lost Precious. But, um, I guess they're, like, sometimes they're, like, jewelry or other things. But, uh, yeah, so in this instance, it was, like, this box, and they somehow, I don't remember exactly what happened, but somehow they obtained this and are, like, in, like, a car chase, like, right off the bat. They're, like, driving away with this crazy, like, object in a box, and they don't know what it is. And it turns out it's, like, this girl... And like I don't even know. It's like, like, it's like a like gigantic this... briefcase. The one guy's like, "Holy shit, this is heavy!" And then, uh, <laughs> and then it just pops open during a gunfight while they're like driving away in the first episode. Yeah, and it's like, exactly "Oh, it's a right. fucking blonde girl who's immediately infatuated and just all over the main character." 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, she was, like, not even able to, like, speak or, like, all she could really say was Ryuji, and it was, like, that kid's name, and, like, eventually they named her Rose or something. Yes, they named her Rose because she has a a rose petal, or, like, the, the, um, it looks like a, like a, mm, like, kind of like a henna tattoo of a rose, like, on the back of her hand. I think it was, it's supposed to be, like, her dragon scales, like. It's her dragon mark. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so that's her character, and apparently, yeah, yeah, the show was fucking, it was really different. I don't know, I I definitely enjoyed it, and I remember the end of every episode, there was, like, a chibi, like, moment or whatever. Like, that was ridiculous. Yeah, the final theme was all chibi style, and, uh... Yeah, like, goofy as hell. It was chibi-etchy, almost. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, yeah, it was funny. Um, it was a good show. It was short. It was only 13 episodes. So it's one of those shows where the production company even knew, like, hey, this show is just, we're going to get to the point, we're going to get everything going, there's some epic moments, uh, it's a good show overall, uh, not Definitely. a perfect show, not the not the best show ever, but uh, yeah. when it came out in 2011, it was, uh, I think it was 2011. Yeah, that or 12. But yeah, when it came out, it looked beautiful, music was fantastic, sound effects were cool, the sound quality in the show was really good. And the story wasn't terrible. It was a little far-fetched just because <laughs> there's so much fantasy value in there. But uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, it was totally entertaining for what it was worth. And yeah, I agreed on the fantasy level. Like, their world, their society is like a video game, apparently, if they have class level S. Like, I don't even know, like, weird shit like that. It was like a like secret that. organization that people didn't know about, and they collected all these artifacts and treasures from around the world. Yeah, the lost preciouses. And then living <laughs> among them, there are these nobles that are, they're literally the dragon clans. They're the clans of different uh, colored dragons. So there's like a black, white, red, blue, uh, I'm not sure what else. And then there's well, like random cat girls and shit like that that pop up throughout the show that you don't even like, they don't even really delve into. They're just kind of a part of the world that yeah, that's right. lives in and he's pretty much okay with everything so i don't know the show is pretty good uh it's a recommended watch not my yeah i'd say so yeah not yeah that's why i thought i'd bring it up this is our uh what what do you call it runner-up this is this is (laughs) one of our runner-ups also runner-up i wanted to bring up uh anunatsu de mataru it's a sister show to another another show called anohana which is just a cry fest the entire show was just like why is this happening why why won't the tears stop uh but this show has moments like that and uh it's made by the same production team that's why it has the ano in the beginning of the sh- of the title but okay. it stands for waiting in the summer that's what that's what this show uh stands for and it's like some nerdy kid um just there's this random girl and it's it's very it's very vague in how it starts out but then as you get into it you find out she's like an alien and shit like that and it's like weird it's it felt like the beginning of please teacher almost and then it completely like avoided a lot of the etchy tropes that please teacher ran into and turned into like a legitimate romantic story with a really sad ending oh jesus so uh, it was sad, but then there was uplift. There was an uplifting moment at the end, but for the it was sad. It had a sad theme as you got closer to the end. It got sadder, whereas Anohana was started off sad, continued to get sad, and then got incredibly fucking sad at the end, where it was just like you can't stop it. And you could run through like four boxes of tissues because. That there's like your your face is constantly wet and you can't it just won't stop and it's a, a never ending waterfall of sadness. But uh, the show was amazing though. That was a really good show too. Anohana. That's the shortened version of it. Okay. So that's also a recommended. Okay, and I have I have two more runner ups, and I swear we're done with runner ups, okay. but I have to bring them up. But uh, one I'm not really going to recommend. It's just definitely a little too weird. But I remember the first few episodes were totally hilarious. But um, okay, I'll start with that because the other show's actually good. But this one's just absurd. Um, did you ever see To Love Rue? Yes, I did. Yeah, that show was actually the absurdity was like ridiculous and really kind of funny. But like, definitely there's lots of fan service. So you're, if you're not into that, you're going to be kind of put off 
Yeah, that's a super etchy fan service show. I think I have a copy of it, actually. Also, that's in the same vein as that show, Girls Bravo, which I believe was on Netflix at one point. Um, they're both in the very, very fan service category. Lots of tits. Uh, <laughs> pretty much the whole show but, is just boobs. Yeah, but the best thing about To Love Rue was like the, this kind of story that was going on that with, um, like she was like an alien or something and she had like this outfit, like with a hat could talk to her and stuff. Like that was an alien in and of itself. And she came down like to the planet and the main character is just like a teenage boy. Like we know what the typical anime is about. And all of a sudden, like he's like in the, in the tub or something taking a, a bath. And then like this girl just comes out of the water totally naked and he's like got his hands on her boobs. And that's what like apparently in where whatever planet she was from that is what signifies oh we're going to get married and the turns out she's like a princess like from like this other planet and she's like on the run because she just doesn't want to be like a princess at the planet or something and so all of a sudden like there's other people from the planet coming down like starting fights with this ki- this uh kid who's from earth being like oh you can't marry her you're an earthling and there's like all this drama it was like really fucking weird but like super interesting her dad comes into it at some point and he's like Satan, basically. And <laughs> what the uh, fuck? her sisters show up and they're like, they're twins, but they also want to fuck him too. And it's pretty <laughs> much like just consistently ridiculous. And that's yeah. how, and that's how Girls Bravo is. Girls Bravo is almost a duplicate of the same thing. The main character is allergic to women. He, uh, <laughs> he, when he touches women, he gets a rash. And then one day, it also has a bathtub scene. There's girls in his fucking bathtub, and turns out that's a portal to another world. What? And uh, so they go through this bathtub, and they wind up on a planet that is predominantly women. The planet is something like 97% women population, and men are highly coveted. So he's getting grabbed by all these fucking women who want to marry him when they're running through the planet. And she's just trying to hide him. And uh, everyone's like, marry me, marry me. And it's super etchy, super fanboy, not fanboy, <laughs> yeah. but fan service. And yeah. it's just continuous. Continue- Cause they go into a, they, they come through and they're in a bathhouse and there's just hundreds of naked women in there. And he, he's just immediately running because whenever he touches any of them, he just breaks out and fucking hives. And except <laughs> for the main girl character, she's the only girl he's ever come in contact with that hasn't given him hives. Good lord, and that that's is the, the weirdest. Whole, that ties that's that's what ties the entire show together, and it's the smallest thing. It's amazing how Japanese people do it with these shows. They find the smallest little, just like aspect, and they focus on it, and they made the show work. The show was not really that interesting, but they kept it going. And so, yeah, okay, that's over. the thing. I, that's what I'm saying. To Love Rue and Girls Bravo, not recommended. But like, it's <laughs> if it's take it for if what it's worth. Fuck around one day and you're incredibly bored. Look them up. Find them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Somewhere. But not runner-ups. But we had to mention them. Those are more mentions. But this is the final runner-up, and I have to bring it up because it's badass. Claymore. I love that show. Yeah, Claymore is a really good show. I, yeah. Uh, all right. We watched How- it in Anime Club for a little bit. And, yeah, uh, that's actually, I think, what even introduced me to the whole uh, series. But it was super awesome. Do you want to explain it a little? Because I can help back up a little. Um, Well, the there are demons running around, and they're killing yeah. people. And there's also an order of women, like demon fighters. But they're all really... They're, it, they are close to being the demons, because they're half-demon or whatever. And they have yeah, the okay. power to fight the demons. Yeah, so the whatever the word is for it is called Yoma, I think. Yeah, yeah Yoma is the, what the demons are called, and they're pretty much like these humanoid shaf- shifters that, like, eat other humans. Like, so they're killing towns. And the thing is, they can possess a body, pretty much. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Think of it. the thing, if you've ever seen the horror movie The Thing with Kurt Russell, incredibly gory and horrific. Scale that back about ten points. And you have more of what Claymore is, except with things that can actually fight it. So you have a monster that looks like a demon. It's a demon monster, basically, that eats people and inhabits the shells of their bodies. And once you get taken by a Yoma, you're dead. You're dead. You're, you've already died, and they're possessing you. Yeah, you can't be saved. Yep, they eat everyone around you, pretty much. They isolate people, make them feel sad and shit, and they just prey on the weak. Yeah, it was definitely a brutal kind of show in that sense. Like, there was definitely lots of gore and, like, people getting mauled and stuff. But then, yeah, also, like, 
just the, I don't know. It was, it was super cool. But so the whole idea though, uh, Claymore is, yeah, that you were saying how there's this organization of these females, warriors, and they, they, only females are apparently like, cause Yoma, apparently, um, only females are half Yoma. Like, yeah. Half Yoma are always female. Yeah, for some bizarre reason. And I think the thing about them is, do you remember what, like, they, like, only live so long, or there was some, like, weird curse that they have, and it's like, They have the potential to turn into full Yomas. Oh, that's it. Yeah, after they've used their power. Because, like, sometimes they'll, like, use their Yoma instinct and power when they're fighting Yoma, but if they tap into that power too much, they, they, they go over the edge. And they become a, an awakened being when that happens, which is like a super fucking Yoma, like this crazy monster. And that's what made the show u- ultra interesting when like, uh, these claymores would team up and fight these awakened beings. Oh my god, this show is so good. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about, uh, some of these runner ups. Alright, um, let's get into the list then. Alright. Alright, well, we're gonna start off with, well, first off, let me state, this is a 10 anime list with two movies on it. So, yes, movies apply to the anime best of uh, list. So, we'll start off with a movie, actually. We'll start off with Summer Wars from 2009. Um, yeah. We both know about this movie. We saw it. I don't know if you want to talk about it at all. I was just going to oh, go sure. the synopsis. I'm pretty sure I briefly mentioned it on one episode or two, or uh, definitely one episode at least, but it was just briefly mentioned. But the whole idea is, uh, it's about a main character. I can't think of his name. I'm going to have to look this um, up once. Kenji. Kenji. Yeah, that's right. So Kenji's like a, a part-time programmer for this, co- this company, Oz. And what Oz is, is pretty much, uh, a social network that is, so big in that the entire world uh uses this 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 infrastructure so you could technically schedule all of your your doctor's appointments everything uh if you have a an oil change like everything you do everything you shop around all your credit card your your banking everything i'm talking everything is done in oz in this world apparently so and uh, they're just like code monkeys, pretty much. This main character and his friend, and all of a sudden, this girl's introduced to the picture, and she's like, "I need someone to come to the country and spend a weekend with me, or or a week." Her name's or uh, Natsuki, by the way. Yeah, Natsuki. That's it. Um, but anyway, and she's like, "Oh, I need you, some one of you guys to do me a favor." And well, they both initially offer to do it, but she's like, "I can only use one." Uh, so apparently, it's Kenji. So he goes with her t- to do this task, and apparently, he learns about what the task is like a little late but she wanted him to pretend to be her boyfriend because her grandmother's like old and dying and apparently in order to to fulfill this tradition she has to be engaged to someone to get this dress from her grandmother so she she's like really like kind of a conniving girl (laughs) she's actually uh 18 i believe because they um she uh i can't i've been a while i'm probably gonna watch the movie again but uh it's so worth it Ugh. He's an 11th grade math genius, and she is a 12th grader. So That's right. she's a year older than him, but he has like a super crush on her already. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's funny that yeah, and he's like as most uh, code monkeys are. He's super nervous, very introverted, typical nerd. Uh, but, so, but anyway, and yeah, he's like a math genius, so that comes into to play. Uh, he gets this, so he's spending this weekend with her, like doing his uh doing the favor for her and all of a sudden he gets this text and it's an algorithm and he just solves it out of habit because he likes uh problem solving and sends the response and apparently like it was a test yeah it was just a test and the thing is though the next day all of oz is like hacked and everything is like fucked pretty much like no one can log into their accounts the the world of oz is vandalized oh and that's something i forgot to mention the world of oz like is actually like kind of like a virtual experience where like you have your own avatar and all these other things like there's actual sporting events held in the place like so that's what i meant by literally everything is done in oz so and very much like an old it's set up like an old roman marketplace where they have the center of like or kind of like a roman city like pompeii was set up they had a circle in the middle of the town where, like, they would meet and do, like, transactions and shit with branches coming off of it that would go to different areas of the town and concentric circles. 
and that's kind of how Oz was set up uh, physically. It was very much a physical world, but existed on computers, and uh, you could interact with people very, very seamlessly. And oh yeah, it's very. Millions. It seems like what Facebook might want to do in the future with the purchase of Oculus Rift. Yeah, literally, that's what I mean. It's pretty crazy that Oz is like kind of they were ahead of their time with this e- this even idea. But uh, it's just crazy. Uh, fuck. So where was it going with this? We don't want to spoil. We don't want to spoil too much. True. Yeah. It's a, but it's literally, a that, we'll leave it at movie, we'll leave it at that. That that movie was totally good. I and I said I think in the episode that I did mention it, it is the movie with the most climactic moment I've ever seen. That's a personal statement, but literally, there's this one moment I won't talk about it. But if you watch the movie and are like, I'm still, yeah, I was gonna say, if you still don't know what I'm talking about, email us and I will tell you because it was like my my eyes were like tearing up because I was like, oh my god, the end of the the end of the movie. It's like this movie reminded me so much of uh, the first like half of Digimon the movie, which was like the best fucking half of the of the movie because the second half was dumb as shit. Bren even said he thought it might be like Digimon, and I said, oh, I don't have a frame of reference there, so that's funny. It's so, uh, it it's so close. I, I should, uh, you, that's going to be your homework before next next time we talk, is going to be watching right. the first half of Digimon the movie, and you'll know what the first half is. It's like one of those, you'll know, just like this, you'll know when yes. you get the climax, you'll know when the movie's pretty much Dunyans, like, it, oh god, it's so good, so awesome, good. Awesome, awesome. The first half is amazing. And that's because the Digimon the movie was like edited into it was edited out of like eight episodes of Digimon. They um it wasn't intended to be a movie, it was just a bunch of episodes that they edited together. So oh, that's a that's a neat little fun fact. Alright, we'll nice. move on to the next show on the sure. the list. Um I have on here Speed Grapher. I don't know if you've seen that show. Not at all, actually. It definitely sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Alright, well first off, the theme song is done by Duran Duran. It's uh the theme is girls on film. I don't know if you've, you're familiar with that. Yeah, that's a it's a great great song, classic '80s song. But uh, they use a... it for that for that show, and uh, it's made by Gonzo, um, which is a really good production house. So, Speed Grapher follows a war photographer. I can't remember. I can't remember most of the main characters' names for these shows, unless their name is in the title, in which case I remember it. Um, <laughs> The, it follows a wartime photographer. Uh, I believe he's a photographer for Vietnam, maybe. Okay. But um, he realizes that he is not happy just taking photo regular photos. He is completely dissatisfied with his life of taking photographs of politicians and all this other shit because he found something in the jungles that he shouldn't have found, something inside of himself that was just it's it's spelled bad news he enjoyed taking pictures of the dying like um people in their dying moments he viewed it as a climax of their life and it basically gave him a hard on taking pictures yeah that's what it sounds like that's fucking weird yeah and um so it follows him and then within the first episode Everything is completely flipped around, and it goes from being an uber-realistic show to being one that's not so much. There's, like, a secret society of nobles that gather in, like, this terrible... It's, like, it's like a disgusting uh, pit, like, almost, under underneath Tokyo. And it's just, like... I think it's under Tokyo. But it's under a city in Japan. And they gather, and there's all this debauchery going on, just, like, wild sex orgies and all this crazy shit. And then there's a special set. They're all wearing masks, so it's kind of like eyes wide shut. And um, they go into the special section, and there's this girl that is revered as the goddess. She's the daughter of one of the noble families, but she has this ability that when she kisses you, she bestows your deepest wish on you. And um, what? A, a special gift to you personally. And he gets kissed, and he is no longer able to take regular photos. His photography causes an explosion. Whatever he photographs explodes. Like it turns so it into a bomb, basically. Oh, okay. I thought you were so saying he can, like it's used as a weapon throughout the show. So, oh my god! His one eye—you is... see his one eye—kind of changes. His veins will come out on the side of his face, and his eye turns red. Like the the white part of his eye turns 
like a disgusting red color. And as he looks through the viewfinder and whatever he snaps a photo of, just blows the blows fuck up. up. And when he changes the, he changes the, uh, he actually has to use film because he it uses the film kind of like ammunition as well. And <laughs> this the spinner will pop out and the film comes out and it's like basically on fire because it's it's basically it's like a demon eye almost that this girl gives him. And then the show revolves around him with this demon eye and the girl comes into play. But I don't want to spoil the plot because the plot's really good. Okay, what what are these explosions like? Is it super they're graphic, fiery. bloody? They're fiery explosions. Like, okay, very much like takes, a grenade going off. Does he, like, do any kind of silly ones where he, like, just takes a picture of a cow and just, like, boom? Um, not that I remember, but there are moments <laughs> when he blows people up. That's what I mean. That's what I, that's honestly all I thought he was doing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he, there are moments when he blows people up and it's kind of graphic but it's a great show it is a really good show cool Uh, we'll move on to the next one then um it's a show called kaiji the main character's name is kaiji and uh he's pretty much just a down down and out kind of guy just a regular guy who's addicted to gambling um he signs he co-signs for something with one of with some guy that he worked with for a little bit and Turns out the guy went back on his payments for whatever he co-signed, and now he owes a shit ton of money to the mob. And because he co-signed and they can't find the other guy, they come after him. The mob comes after him, and they put him on a ship. And this ship is a floating casino. And what? <laughs> and Dude, he has these... to gamble his way back into... He has to basically... It's not money that he's winning, though. He's winning something else, and I, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. He's winning other stuff, not money, but that will pay off the debt that he owes the mob. His his whole job is he needs to gamble to get back into to get back into like the positive, basically. Interesting. Yeah. No, that sounds super. I I definitely now I'm like super intrigued to find out what he's gambling for. So I'm definitely cheating and Wikipediaing it. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't ruin it though. <laughs> no, I, all right, all right. That's that one's a simple. That one's a simpler plot. It's not as speed graphers pretty out there. So I had to describe that one. Um, the next one on the list is a show called Bento, which is newish. It came out a couple years ago. It's kind of a, uh, it's a goofy show, but it's still one of my favorites. And uh, it's about a a boy in high school who one night goes into a grocery store in Japan. And mistakenly picks up a box of discounted, discounted like bento, like bento or lunchbox. That means it's like lunchbox in Japanese. And he <laughs> picks up a discounted one and immediately gets knocked out, like gets knocked unconscious. And he wakes up and he continues to do it for a couple of days. He has no idea what he's doing by picking up these boxes. He finds out that there's actually a group of students that fight over the bento boxes. And it's like a, there are like actual groups like within this, it's like a just continuous melee to get these bento boxes or discounted, discounted uh, bento because most of them are running on low budgets. So they can't afford to purchase the more expensive dinner meals and such. So they buy that for their dinner every night. And if they can't get that, they have to get the instant ramen, which is cheap as well, which no one wants to do that. They want to get the discounted bento. So it's basically a huge free-for-all every night in different grocery stores throughout this one area where they fight over these couple of boxes of bento that because they wait for they wait for the guy who like the oh, I can you, it's like in Japan there's actually like departments like a deli department a meat part department a seafood department and grocery stores well there's like people that make prepared lunches and dinners there's a department for that in Japanese grocery stores. And when the, the head the head chef guy or whatever, the guy in charge of that department comes out, he has the discount stickers. They're called like chef specials or whatever. He'll put the yeah. discount stickers on and the moment he gets the hits the back room, the melee starts. And everyone starts fist fighting and everyone's freaking out and <laughs> and this kid just accidentally stumbles into this world that he had no idea existed. And that's where that's where the show starts, is him finding wow. out about this this uh this underground fighting ring for bento boxes and it's it's goofy and awesome 
That sounds so cool. I'm looking at some of the images here, and wow, the production quality looks amazing. And yeah, it does look goofy. And just the idea, like, it seems like whoever thought of that, it's just like, what can we just take a simple idea and make it into something interesting? All they needed was a lunchbox. Yep. (laughs) That's so cool. All they wanted was some lunch. Um, just from these images, though, it seems like it's kind of fan service it, it? it has moments, but a lot of the Google images are fan service because that's Google images. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. All right. This, uh, I, I'm going to, the fans aren't going to be able to see this, but uh, I'm putting this in Skype for you to see. This is, this is a moment from the show. Oh, I don't know. If, oh, there we go. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. Yes, those are twins. And yes, she is kicking both of them in the face at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I was like wondering. And they have nicknames. They have code names. Each of these people have a code name. They because uh, they they are they're you gain rep in the it, throughout the course of the like the battles and stuff. You gain rep, and that determines your name depending on like what you're known for. Interesting. But yeah. But yeah, it's a good it sounds like show. it looks. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks. It sounds interesting enough. I'll definitely. I'm gonna give it a go. But uh. What's next on the list? All right, um, this is one that's becoming popular because it's on Netflix right now, and it's Tangan Topagur and Logan. Oh God, yeah that uh, that one I feel like was popular, but way before coming to Netflix. But yeah, that's a that should be on the list. <laughs> um, it's a story of a kid. Um, depending on what you're watching in Japanese, his name's pronounced Shimon. Uh, if it's Japanese, it's Simon. Um, or I mean in English, it's Simon, and uh. That's just a, it's a boy that lives underground and he, he decides with the help of, uh, basically a thug in their town named Kamina to try to get out and see the open world, see the world outside of their town that's underground. Yeah, it's such a cave parable. Uh, it's comparable. It's so cool. Like, and it's really, the best thing about it is it kind of gets, uh, there's mechs involved. But um, the whole premise is uh, I'm gonna call him Simon because I am English, but and it's easier to say. But uh, Simon, pretty much, they have their their job as they live in this underground society is to just dig, pretty much. Like that's all they do is to like dig and find different things and dig further and make more room, I guess, for their uh population. But long story short, he's digging and with this drill, and he finds something, and it was uh, it was like the what ends up being a mech. Or does, does he find giant, like, the little drill he bit? He finds the first. little drill bit, and then he finds a giant face, and that's all he describes it as. Like, I found a giant face down here, yeah. and everyone's <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. And they just, yeah, like, tell like, him to go back to work, and then he undercovers it, and it's a fucking head. Yeah, giant. It's a giant mech face. So, And the thing is, it, the the little drill bit that he found prior is the key to start this fucker up. So, <laughs> so he, like, eventually, when... Okay, well, I'm not gonna ruin anything, but shit kinda hits the fan, and, well, sh- what should, I don't know, where should we stand here? Shit hits the fan, he activates the head, thus ensues the story of Tangan Topagur and Logan. Pierce the heavens with your drill. Yeah, and Everything's the thing is- an allusion to fucking gay butt sex. Not everything, but there are some moments when they're like, wow, this is the gayest thing I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. Um it's funny as hell though. The show is amazing and it yeah. gets sad at times and it also gets triumphant at times. And it really it hits every note honestly. Um they're also similar show. Um Kill a Kill is made by the same company and oh, okay. they have the same the similar style. So if you've seen Kill a Kill with the faces on the clothing, think of those faces but on giant mechs now and you have a <laughs> lot of what happens in Gurren Lagann. Yeah, it's really weird. Um but it's really fun, and I think like the fine, like the finale to that sh- series was like ridiculous. It was, it was over the top, and we're not going to spoil it. But it was amazing. Nothing. It was amazing. Yeah, seriously, totally worth it, and um, yeah, definitely a fun show. Um, we're at number five now. No six. One, awesome. Two, three, four, yep, six. Uh, Princess Mononoke, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Ah, Miyazaki. Yep. Uh, this is my favorite Miyazaki film, and it recently got a Blu-ray edition, which I got for my birthday from my girlfriend, who's amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a sweet gift, man. You gotta keep her. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this show, is, or not this show, this movie is amazing. And it tells the story of a young prince from a small village that's thought to be exterminated, like the, 
the clan that he's from is thought to have been dis- exterminated, and they ride giant red elks. And uh, he um he fights a demon and gets a demon mark on his arm, and his goal is to tell the world about this the what's happening in the forest, like with a demon mark, and to see if there's a cure that can take away the demon mark because it's slowly eating him alive. And uh, that's when everything sort of starts happening. He runs into Iron Town, which is just a town where they mine iron, but they're also stripping the forests and in turn creating demons. And that's where he finds the cause of the demons and he's trying to figure out how to stop it. And he meets Princess Mononoke, who's a girl that lives with wolves, like the wolf god. So... And then from there, everything just goes crazy. The American voice acting is amazing in the movie. Um, Mini Driver. Billy Bob Thornton's in it as well. Um, yeah, it's just a really good movie. A really, really nice. good movie. And uh, one, of my, one of my favorite anime slash movies of all time. Awesome. Yeah, I hear incredible things. I've seen a lot of Miyazaki's films, but that's one on my to-do list. So now I think I have more homework. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, the next up on the list is a show called The Girl, not The Girl, <laughs> The World, The World God Only Knows, which is, if you've ever played a dating sim game, that's what this show is. It's one big <laughs> dating sim. Um, the main character calls himself the God of Conquest, and he has played nearly every dating sim game ever created, and he's become a pro at following the context clues in these games. Well, it turns out they also apply to real life. And uh, he is one day, <laughs> he is one day slapped with a collar around his neck that's going to explode if he doesn't help this demon um, collect souls that have escaped from hell. And the souls, what the, fuck? the souls reside in the body of girls. And um, <laughs> the only way, the only way to get the souls to come out is to hit them with strong emotions. And love is the strongest emotion of all. So what he now has to do is woo all of these girls in his school that uh, that have demons inside of them. He has to, like, they don't know they're possessed, and the demon's just kind of residing there. They're trying to get it out so they can send it back to hell. They, um, he has to make them fall in love with him. Jesus. And that's yeah, the I think... plot for the show. And the show is fucking awesome. It's a great, it's, such it's not even that deep of a plot, but the show is done it so sound fucking like it. well. It is done so well, and the theme is really good. The intro theme is amazing. It's one of my top ten. It's a good show. It's fu- it's funny, and you feel like there's stuff happening to the main character. He's changing because he before the show starts, before the main plot starts, he is very secluded from everything. He wants nothing to do with the outside world, and then he was forced to deal with the outside world. And it's very much like what happens to regular people when they seclude themselves for long periods of time. Then eventually something's going to come up and you're going to have to face the outside world. And he does, and he does it very well. And it's a really good show. Jeez. It seems like there's like a trend where like all the... There's only ever one guy character and a and whole bunch a of million females, yeah. Or and he has like, like a goofy par- best friend or something stupid going on on the side that's like a yeah. <laughs> a character that goes along with it. Yeah. Oh my god. Or like his cousins and everybody wants him too. Oh god. <laughs> that's this is a disturbing trend in Japan that third and fourth cousins are attracted to uh to each other or vi- one is attracted to the other or vice versa. Yeah, and it's kind of weird how much that theme carries over into anime. And then you have to think about what's going on with their society in general, with their culture. They, um, because their population is decreasing so badly, you would, it's like, be, it's probably becoming more of a practice for third and fourth cousins to get married because they're, was it like a couple years, their population, the majority of it's going to be elderly. Oh, wow. So a, their, their population's going, the Japanese are dying out. Is what's happening? Uh, is this? Are you? Are you? Do, uh, this is, is a real, this real. This is a real thing. This is Holy real. Shit. The Japanese had... are. They're, now they still have millions and millions of them, but the yeah. Japanese, like the overall Japanese, the r- race, 
of the Japanese, their their people are dying out. Like they're slowly like progressing in age, and people over there aren't having kids. Like young kids true? are deciding not to have children, and um, wow, yeah. So their their population is slowly just aging. They're going up age brackets. Every ten oh, years, man. it gets worse and worse. I just want to be like, guys, just go get busy. But, <laughs> but the they thing is, the like, space, the issue is they don't have a lot of space, and I think it's seen as more of a burden than anything else for the Japanese people to continue to have kids. And uh, there's also that stereotype. Which one are we talking about? Down south for, uh, for the Japanese, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? And I heard something strange, and this is semi-related to that, but not as much. Um, about women in Japan and like overall, like the, the fear of rape in Japan is really high as well. Oh God. So like there are, there are times when a like it's harder for Japanese men to actually go out and pick up women because there is a fear of them reporting them to the cops for like attempted rape just by talking to them. Like approaching a woman in Japan is incredibly, it's an incredibly hard thing to do at this time. So that's also stunting the the population growth. And people are getting cancer because of the the mercury that they eat all the time. Oh, sure. Sushi. And the tuna. Dude, that's awful. I had no idea. Like, I would definitely get a link so we can put in the show notes to, like, prove to people we're not just, like, making this up. All right. I'll find one from a reputable source. Oh, yeah. And not to mention their economy is in the complete shitters. Like, it's worse than ours. Oh, jeez, really? It's yeah. Damn, dude, I really didn't think they had these kind of issues, but it is what it is. Hey, let's keep moving with the list, though. I guess. All right. Um. Yeah, I'll post a link to that, or I'll uh, I got I'll find a link for that, and we'll post it with the episode because that's people need to read up on that because we don't understand that Japan is dying. So yeah. Um, it's slowly getting Japan is getting old fast. So we'll we'll keep going because they make some great shows. Um, yeah. The next show on my list is a little cutie patootie I like to call Toradora, and uh, this show is mm, it's hard to describe because it has it's mm, if anyone's ever had a crush in high school and has enlisted the help of their crush's friend to try to get them to like them. They know about like what's going on in this show. That's ba- that's the best way I can describe it. These nice. these two kids, this boy and this girl, have a crush on each other's best, like on their best, like their opposite best friends. So the guy has a crush on the girl's best friend, and the girl has a crush on the guy's best friend, and they decide to join forces and try to get get them to like each other. Okay. So um, was it? I can't remember their names. Taiga. Here, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. There's like a picture of five characters. I'm seeing two guys, three girls. Um, we got Ryuji. Ryuji's the main character, and the main female character is a uh, Taiji. Uh, Taiga. Taiga is her nickname because she's so small. She's her nickname's the Palm Top Tiger. Oh, that's Taiga. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Minori and Amy. Amy's the girl, I believe, the blue-haired girl. Yeah. Um. And Minori. All right. So Ryuji and Taiga Asaka are the two main characters. Minori Kushieda is the girl that that uh, Ryuji likes, and uh, Kitamura uh, Yusaku Kitamura is the boy with the glasses that Taiga likes. Gotcha. And Ryuji has a weird face. He is like his dad was like a hoodlum or whatever, and his mom's like a like a. Not a stripper, but like a um, a prostitute. Not even a prostitute. Um, she's hired for company, but it's like it's a she could. All right, she could be assumed to be a prostitute because of the she's like a um, hooker. Fuck. <laughs> she's a thirty-three-year-old mother. She she refers to herself <laughs> um eternally as twenty-three. Oh God, I'm not going to read half this Wikipedia definition yeah, of her. Yeah. But F, <laughs> F cup sized breasts. <laughs> <laughs> she tells her that she tells Ryuji that the dad's dead, but uh, they were never married, and he left because he was just a fucking gangster. She works at a hostess bar, 
and it's heavily assumed that she is doing hand jobs after work. Stuff like that. Um, but <laughs> she single-handedly supports the two of them, and she has a childish personality. Um, but he does everything around the house, and she immediately likes Tyga and regards her as a member of the family. Yeah, it seems interesting. I think the high school uh, analogy was pretty pretty good. Yeah, if you've ever had a best friend, or if you've ever had someone that you've liked, and you've enlisted the f- help of their best friend to help to help you, that's like the definition of this show, except working both ways. Oh man, dude, we're down to the final two. I mean, even though these aren't in any order. <laughs> They're not in any order. <laughs> <laughs> these are just my top ten. Um, Alright, yeah, so these are all must-watches, by the way. We're going to throw that out. Or AJ's going to throw that out there. Because for him, these are must-watches. Gotcha. Dude, my homework list has just gotten huge. Yeah. But that's fine so with me. everyone sure. I ever talk to about anime, their list continues to grow because... In my spare time, I just love to watch anime and play games. And um, the next one is a. These are all like pretty much different genres of shows too, which I'm surprised because. But before I hit college, they were all almost exclusively fan servicey etchy. But that's because I was an 18 year old <laughs> horny kid, and that's just what teenagers do. Um, let's see. We got Ungo is the next show on the list, and uh. It's a crime show. It's made by Bones. Studio Bones. Okay. These are all made... Most of them are made by well-known studios. Um, it's made... It was written by people... Written and directed by people who earlier worked together on Full Metal Alchemist. Um, the animation style was amazing in this show. Ungo. It's UN hyphen... Go, okay. and it's it's a it's like a crime. It's in war torn Tokyo near future Japan, and um, the military is abroad as peacekeeping forces because terrorists launch multiple attack. Or as was it in response to the military being abroad, terrorists launched attacks on Japan, killing many people and destroying much of its city. The main character survives one of these terrorist attacks. It scars him for the rest of his life. Um. And then, after the war, they proceeded a period of uneasy peace. A Japan's parliament passes the Information Privacy and Protection Act, which gives the Japanese government some control over the internet and consumer products, which means they can pull games and music and shit. And oh, this shit. is a new Tokyo, where Detective uh, Shinjiro Yuki and his... They call him or her strange um, Inga... They make a living in solving crimes and exposing human souls, all influenced in some way by this dystopian backdrop. So, he is very much like an anime Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Um, his partner is nothing like... is nothing like uh, Watson. Watson at all. His partner is more of a device. More used as a device to bring out the truth. Okay. Um, but not in the traditional gathering gathering evidence since that Watson is or making deductions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the climax of each episode, it's one of those things where you fucking know the climax is happening at that moment because the music changes, it's got a jazzy theme. Um yeah, the genre overall is mystery, supernatural, science, fantasy, cyberpunk. So take that all Holy in. shit. Yeah, the- <laughs> absorb that. <laughs> Say it, wait, what was it again? Mystery, supernatural, science, fantasy, cyberpunk. That's legit. <laughs> it's um, it's a really really good show. It's amazing. It's an amazing show, and um, there apparently is a, is a movie that I didn't see that's uh, about Inga. Oh, interesting. But um, Inga plays an important role in the whole show, and you'll find out more about him her because it's it's <laughs> a. It's there's a line between if it's a boy or a girl, so, and there are all, there are only eleven episodes in the show. I wish there were more, but it's so okay. It's the eleven episodes are amazing. They they are the best eleven episodes to invest in. God, that, I mean, we're, I'm only going to mention it briefly because I always talk about it. But that reminds me of Fully Cooly because it's a short, very brief, only a few episodes, it's and six, each one has a climax, six or like four. moment. Six, six, it's six. Yeah, they like to do the 
they do to like a, they they do to like they do like doing around six it's like six eleven thirteen twelve uh twenty four like the standard formats for those those like type of anime the ones that really have the heavy hit like the heavy hitting ideology shows are the ones that are usually twenty four or less yeah they're really good they're all they're all pretty good shows generally or they're also the jokey shows are that that length yeah it's just a grab bag but this is not a jokey show it's a very good show and i highly recommend it awesome shit last one down to the final one and this is one we've talked about before um on this show this is now i'll i'll uh, preface this by saying a lot of people have Neon Genesis Evangelion in their top ten. Yeah, that's in my top ten, but we're not. I I don't. I probably can't even get to ten. So <laughs> at this point, like, I enjoy the show. I thought it was a really good show. Um, it didn't. The ending kind of the ending was very existential and blew me out of the water, just like everyone else. And there was an epiphany moment, but not as much as Eureka Seven for me. And it's weird. Eureka Seven is a show I'm throwing into this list it's weird for me because not as many people like their Rekka 7 as liked evangelion evangelion's definitely got a lot more uh publication Eureka 7 is was also on was also on adult swim just like evangelion and yeah. um uh is it i i, I always thought it was eureka so um I never... well the character's name is Eureka. Okay. And it's spelled the same way, so I just always assume it, assumed it was Eureka Seven. Yeah, I, um, that makes sense to me because they're probably yeah, huh? Interesting. I just never, I I don't even really have much uh, background with this show though. That's the thing. It's it's um it's really fucking good. <laughs> it's a really good show. It's uh it follows. Oh yeah, the names are kind of cool in this show too. Like the the names of the characters are really rad. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the character names now. List of the characters. Also, there's multiple versions. There's like another show version of the show where it takes place in an alternate reality. This is also created by Bones, by the way. So the animation style is very similar to what happens in Ungo. Bones is a great studio. Um, Renton Thurston is the main character. Amazing name. And then uh, <laughs> Ereka is the main female character. Then there's Maurice, um, Maurice, Mater, and Link, which are three children. And then there are, there is Holland Novak, who is a, uh, who is like a, he's a pilot, and he's also, he's like, he does, there's a sport in the show, and he, um, oh god, what the fuck? Dude, this is me like all the time. That's I can't weird. remember what the name of the the name of the sport is. <laughs> Hold on, no worries, it's, bro. I'm at, it's like I'm on the wiki. Um, oh wait, oh it was we talked about. Yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about the show. It was uh that riding lifting, the wind lifting. lifting. It's called lifting, and they have boards that it, that run off this this fucking invisible energy that flows throughout the world, but that they can somehow also see at the same. It has a tangibility to it. And it looks like green, like birds and butterflies, and what? um, yeah, they f- it flies off of those, and you catch like waves in the air. It's like an air air skateboard, basically. Um, Renton likes to do that for fun, but the Holland, the one of the other main characters, is a famous lifter and also the head of a rebel group called the Gecko State. And he's involved with a woman named Talho. And then there's Matthew, Hilda, Stoner, all these like Kengo, um, Misha, Gonzi. They have all these different characters in this show. And, uh, this show is fucking amazing though. And it's in English and Japanese. So. What's like the general idea? Like as, as brief as you can. Cause... Okay. It seems since just by the fact that there's that many characters, it's an involved story. Alright, it is a very involved story, and this is why <laughs> it was my version of Evangelion. Okay, gotcha. Um, 
Renton's the main character. He's just a boy from a little town. He doesn't know much about his past or his parents. He lives with his grandfather, and they repair mechs, which are used generally by the military and just, like, other... I don't know. They they live on this... They live on a planet that's, like... Uh, it's mostly air. Like, there's a lot of air going on in the, in this planet. Like, it's used for travel. Like, that's the only way to travel is through through the air because the the towns and cities are really they're like subdivided very harshly um by the land and there's no real there's no real standing bodies of water they they don't exist as much like they exist but they're not they don't aren't really used for travel as much so they um he's just a boy in this repair shop and then one day a girl shows up named Ereka, and after that, like, everything kind of starts hitting the fan for the town. Um, there's a ship that they find, like, one of the, they find one of the mechs, and he has, like, a little, he has a little thing he got from his dad that fits inside of the ship that she has, and he goes with her, and they go on this magical, it's very, it's oh man it's so weird how the show progresses like it's fast paced in the beginning like all of a sudden he just is a mechanic and then he's a pilot in this ship with her and he's tied to her just like infinitely tied to her and he has to stay with her and have to be with her and he's just some 13 year old kid oh, and wow. he just goes off into this other world basically he leaves his grandfather behind and he goes up and he becomes part of the rebels, the gecko state. And then from there, the show just continues to get crazier with the plot twists and everything else that's going on. And you find out more about what's happening outside of his little town, what was happening around the world while he was just sitting around lifting and being a normal kid. You find out the world's a little harsher of a place than, uh, than he even knew. Oh, sure. I think that's a harsh realization everyone comes to in any reality. <laughs> it's it's a really, really fucking good show, and uh, I super, super recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm going to go out on a limb here, though, and recommend our listeners check out N- Neon Genesis Evangelion also, because if I did have a top ten, it would be in it, and I think these both of these shows are on the same level of complexity, and you're probably going to have a good time. <laughs> I think overall, overall, Evangelion has a um, more existential feel to it. There's more of a what-the-fuck, like... Oh, towards the end, like, literally my brains were coming out of my nose, and, like, I don't... Uh, like, it was just the weirdest... Like, I was... Bur- like I was you burn out afterward out. you you have to you can't if you don't plan on watching anime for a while watch Evangelion because you need a while <laughs> to process it after you finish the show it's literally hard it's like yeah but it's I don't know and now I've seen it at least multiple times and each time you get something more out of it so that's what makes it ultra interesting also and it's honestly it's a it's a personal thing that I connect more with Erica 7 than uh, Evangelion it's just I, I connected more with the main character in this one than I did with Shinji Ikari. Yeah. Oh my God, Shinji. Oh, well, Shinji's a little bitch. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It like, was hard. It was it. hard to get on his side because of how yeah. he was such a wuss for most of the show. Yeah. He definitely is. And that's the thing. Going back to it, we, I mentioned that before, but there's this like YouTube series where these people, uh, made the funniest like voiceovers. Oh, abridged. Like, is it abridged? Yeah, abridged. Oh my God. I'm putting that all of them in the show notes because like they are so goddamn funny. If you happen to have already seen Evangelion, you are in for quite a laugh. It is the funniest shit. Yeah. The, the abridged of most shows are pretty funny. They're, it's good shit. Yeah, that one like had me rolling though. Seriously, oh my god. But um, okay, dude. Well, now we're done with the list. I think we should wrap up soon. But I I have an idea. We had like this whole other conversation game that we never played yet, and it's called Ten Questions. And I I actually have something like mysterious enough that I think we could do it. You have to ask me ten questions about what I have that I like. And the thing is, it's an anime that we didn't mention that I think should have been mentioned tonight, but wasn't. So you have ten questions to ask me, and I'll like try not to give too many clues away. But oh boy, and I have to guess. So it. The, and we'll, 
Yeah, and then we'll see if we can if you can do it within these ten tries. Are you game? Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. This is our first time playing ten ten questions. Yay. It's an anime, huh? Yeah, and it's it's a good one. I mean, I don't want to say anything other than that because it might start giving things away. <laughs> a good anime. All right. All right. My first question will be, is the main character a boy or a girl? All right. The main character, it is definitely a boy. Have we talked about this show before? Actually, I don't think we we have, which is surprising because it... it it merits being talked about. Um. So question one, you, you're, you're, well, we'll start it at 10. So 10, we're going down. Number nine. Boy. Uh, nine. Um, well, did the one that we talked about, did that count? Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, uh, what's the genre? What are the genres that this show falls under? Um, Comedy, detective caper, action, thriller. Detective caper, action, thriller. Yeah. Hmm. Is it, uh... Wait, if I guess, do I do I lose? No. Uh, I don't know how this game works. Uh, it's more or less, if you get it, Is it Lupin the Third? No. Oh, shit. Uh, case closed? Nope. Shit. All right, so I'm counting those as some questions. You only have three questions left. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I only had two answers. I know, I was kidding. <laughs> I would have what? I would have, you have six like, left or something like that. Yeah, all right, let's go with that. All right. Um, What's the main character's name? I can't do that. No, it's more or less, it has to be yes or no or like, yeah, it should. I'm sorry. I should have clarified. It has to be yes or no. So, like, if you want to know, you should say more or less like things like relative to the years it was made and stuff like that. That's my only hint. All right. Um, and yes or no. Keep that in mind. So it's definitely tricky how you word it. All right. Did it? Did it come out before 2010? Yes. Uh, all right. We're down to five. Did it? Did it come out after 1999? No. Four. Oh, God. Did it come out after 1990? Yes. Three. Right. Um. Mm. So we know it's a 90s anime that is, uh, what did I say? Thriller, action, Detective. It, thriller action detective. Um. Comedy also. Comedy? You're gonna, you're gonna, uh, like, like, kick yourself when you find out what this is. Um. Hmm. You still got three questions. Your lifelines are <laughs> alive. Oh, God. I got three questions. <laughs> my lifelines are alive. Yeah. Um. Was it ever on Cartoon Network? Yes. <sighs> That's a big one. That's good. Oh, dude, down to two, dude. You can do this. I have faith. I'm just trying to remember the, all the anime because there's been a lot of anime on Cartoon Network. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> that like in the '90s was the prime time for them to put anime on there. Oh God. Is it in space? Yes. Oh my God, dude! You're down it's to Cowboy like, Bebop. Yes, you got Cowboy it with Bebop. one. You got it with one question left. You won, dude. Oh, that's so good. 
That is how we play 10 questions. That's awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, Cowboy Bebop with one question left. Good job, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. That that show deserves to be talked about. That show is fucking cool. Oh, God. Yeah, that show is really good. And I, what else did I realize that I didn't put on the show? I didn't put Sword Art on the list. Because while oh, it is an amazing show, it's probably not going to be... In, it's like... And it's fucking, it's one of the very, it's one of the runner-ups. It's like right at the bottom of the list. It's like 11. If I could, if I could put an 11, it would be Sword Art Online. And Bebop is also in there for uh, recommended shows to watch. Yeah, see, I'm going to put a collective list in the show notes so everyone can see the recommendeds, the one that made in the list, and all the runner-ups and stuff. So that'll be awesome. So you guys can literally check out everything we talked about tonight. Uh, God, this is a good, I haven't. I haven't had a long conversation about anime in a long time. Felt good. Yeah, definitely, man. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to do this again with uh, a new member of the crew, Mark. So that should be fun. But uh, thanks so much for joining me tonight, AJ. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was my pleasure. Um, before we go, I just want to let our listeners know we. You can always reach out to us at Twitter. Our handles ABT Silence. Uh, we have a YouTube channel now, so check that out. We have a couple goofy segments. Uh, AJ's uploading some Let's Plays. So is our, uh, another crew member, uh, Dubs. So we got a, cu- a couple of videos coming up on YouTube, and you can always check us out on Facebook and email at us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. Uh, anything else to add? Um, stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> nice. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye.